Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Every week, we spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this week. We have two services on Sunday, 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. This week, it's our Harvest Baptist Bible College Christmas drama, What Child Is This? That will be featured in both services, 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. If you're listening into this today and you've never been a part or come to our Harvest Baptist Bible College or HBBC Christmas drama, you really should come. Chris just mentioned we're going to do it twice at both services this Sunday, and it's just a great time where these young people uh, have worked hard and they're going to present uh you know, a presentation of the Christmas story that will touch your heart. I can just guarantee you that it will. And they're going to do some singing along with it, and we'll have some time looking at the gospel story from the scriptures. But it's a great time together, and so I, I want to invite you to come. The question, what child is this, they're going to answer it in, you know, through the eyes and the view of a number of people that were there in the, in the Bible times. Uh, and the ultimate answer, the if I can tell you the end of the story, I'll give it to you already, uh, the end of the drama, the end of uh, their, um, you know, their reading and their drama together, is that what child is this? Well, he's the one who comes to save me, and that really is the story of Christmas. And I know that you're going to be moved and encouraged by uh, the presentation of our students. So let me invite you to come and join us this uh, this Sunday at either eight forty-five or ten forty-five. Well, I'm really glad to have with me Earl Ree at Harvest Time. Actually, back with me. We've done this a few years ago, but Earl, thanks for coming back and being on Harvest Time with us. Thank you for having me again. Earl has been a member at Harvest, I think, for more than 10 years. Um, uh, gave testimony of your faith in Christ and was baptized, I think Pam told me, back in 2010, sometime around there. Um, and uh, then also, uh, he's a graduate of the academy, Harvest Christian Academy, at the same time, about that same year. When did you graduate? Yes, so 2010, and just a little refresher co course, because I have been here before, okay. but yeah. uh, I w was saved when I was five years old, and yeah. so shout out to Miss Groggins, and uh, you know, we actually connected not too long ago. This is kind of a crazy story, but... Um, it really kind of shows how Harvest uh, family tends to take care of each other because mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you remember, but Mrs. Martin, Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Martin, they went to Georgia, yeah, and I mean. she had stayed in touch with Miss Groggins for all the, this time. And uh, Miss Groggins at the time was in Korea, and she was looking for a job in back in the states, and so she got reconnected uh, with, or she talked with Mrs. Martin, and she helped. Uh, uh, her get a teaching position at Georgia and so me and Mrs. Martin kept touch and then one of these days she was just like oh uh, do you want to talk I, I shared with Miss Martin the story of how I was saved when I was in kindergarten and uh, you know Mrs. Martin was like oh would you like to talk to Miss Groggins and I was wow. like oh that's crazy huh. yeah so I got to talk to her and I actually told her you know you're the reason 
Um, well, God used you to, you know, share the gospel to me, and I understood it when I was five years old, and I remember kneeling beside my mom's uh, bed and my uh-huh. parents' bed and prayed that prayer, and so, um, you know, hopefully, you know, she knew that, you know, all that, all that work, you know, as a teacher, you know, it's not for nothing, you know, you definitely touch people's lives with that. Wow, that's really powerful. No, I didn't hear that before. I want to ask you about that here in, uh, in just a minute, a little bit more of the details of that, Earl, mm-hmm. but... Um, uh, just to kind of catch people up, so you graduated um, from the academy here, went away for college, right? Went to Texas, correct? Um, spent, uh, graduated there. What What was your degree in college? I graduated with a finance degree. Okay, and then spent I don't remember five six years in Texas working in, in finance, right? Correct. Yeah, six years in Houston. I was working for a company that helped manage. Uh, a retirement plan for an oil and gas company. I know that's a lot of words, but basically no, it was just, yeah. But part of the reason why I came back was just because it was sort of as boring as it sounds, <laughs> probably to a lot of <laughs> listeners. But uh, it's because, yeah, I, I mean, you're just there and you're just working on spreadsheets all day. And then you, you know what, there's got to be more to life than this. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. I remember um, when you first came back, I mean, not very long after that and talking about it, and you weren't sure what was happening right then. I mean, you knew you didn't want to stay doing that in Texas, but you didn't know if Guam was long term and, and really just searching for what God's plan was. I mean, God had grown you while you were there. You're connected with churches and all that, but mm-hmm. come back and, um, you know, fast forward a few years to now, you've just uh, kind of branched off and started your own um business, right? Yeah. Tell, right. Us, tell us about that. Right. Real estate. Um, so one of the reasons why I came back was because, you know, my dad's in the real estate business. And so, you know, actually he was the one who opened the door for me where, you know, I was already thinking about switching jobs uh, at the time when I was still living in Houston. And he's like, hey, why don't you want to, why don't you just try real estate? And uh, to be honest, he was one of the reasons why I went into uh, business in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, wanted to study business in college was because I would. I remember him meeting his clients, and you know, he would meet meet them at the beach. You know, <laughs> he would have orange juice. <laughs> but you know, I was like, this is really cool. And so, um, so I was like, when I was thinking about changing jobs, I was switching careers. I was like, why don't I just try this for a little bit? And at the time, I'll be honest. It was sort of like a temporary thing. Yeah, I, I remember about. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like supposed to be here for two years, and then I was studying for the uh, GMAT, which is basically the SAT version for business school. Um, but you know, Guam does this interesting thing to you where it kind of uh, draws you in. <laughs> I don't know if it's the beaches, but it's probably a little bit of that. The family and my and friends here. And the people, here. right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you got a lot of connections here. You know, from growing up. Um, in uh, in on the island and family and friends and all that, mm-hmm. you've been very involved in the soccer community as well from the time you were little, right? Your dad was a coach, soccer coach here on island, a couple different you know significant roles, right? And coached harvest too, yeah, uh, for the high school team. And so, yeah, right now I'm, I coach the middle school soccer team. We wrapped up our season the previous semester, and then now uh, you know I helping out with the high school soccer team they're currently going into playoffs right now uh we're currently in second place and so yeah it'd be great if everybody came out and supported uh the team as we go through playoffs 
um, I think this year is going to be a, it, it is a great group, a uh, great group of kids, uh, not just in talent, but in terms of character and personality, just a solid group of kids. So uh, I know a lot of them, they're going to, they're seniors right now, and they're going to be graduating after this year. So, uh, you know, they'll definitely be missed. But, you know, until then, we still have a job to do. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll take home the championship. Well, I know, you know, you uh, have some of that from your dad, of course, who coached, you know, all along Coach Harvest and then along with the parts of the national team. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. Um, but tell me why coaching? I mean, why, why do you get that? I know you're a busy guy anyway. Now, you know, you spend a lot of time with kids. You know, what's the point for that? Right. Uh, you know, so coaching is very special because it's a way to give back of what you learned and that you think about the coaches that have influenced your life and the fact that you can do that um, and you can sort of give back. Um, it, it's just, I think, once you play for a certain amount and you gain sort of all this experience and you gain a little bit of leadership towards the end of your playing career too, I think for a lot of people, it's natural to sort of step into that coaching role. Um, for me, you know, also my playing style was also very much, you know, I was kind of cerebral. I'm always thinking about the game, you know, uh, you know, how to progress the ball, things like that. And so I think it was just natural for me to gravitate towards that part of the sport. And so, uh, but there's a lot of other things to, you know, coaching as well is, you know, building this relationship with those players and, you know, not just caring about their on-field performance, but really caring about, you know, who are these people going to be? And, mm -hmm. you know, I've given them advice, not just about soccer, but really about life as well. And I think coaches are in a sort of a unique position where they can provide that and that players can also sort of, you know, are actually more open to that kind of advice because they know that, oh, it's not just a matter of form, uh, a coach saying, you know, oh, you know, do this or that, you know, they're not trying to control them. It's more of like, hey, I actually care about you and I want to see, you know, I, I want what's best for you. And so um, I think sometimes it might even be better for, uh, it, it, coaches might be in a better position to give that uh, such advice. Yeah, I really think that's true. I've been saying this for a long time. You know, when I look back on my high school and college years, uh, there's not much question that outside of my parents, my family, the people that had the most influence on me were coaches, mm. particularly in college. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, impacted me in just my personal character, the discipline, the work ethic, um, mm. the uh, steadfastness, uh, the you know the courage to fight through tough times, don't give up. You know all those things. Right. But um, I'm super thankful that I had some coaches that were genuinely spiritual mentors for me as well. They showed me that you could be an athlete and uh, com competitive at the, you know, the highest levels, at least of your own experience, and at the same time have a testimony that was uh, demonstrating you know, your faith in Christ and you could genuinely show Christ even on you know, a, a soccer field or a basketball court. And so those influences were really powerful for me, shaping me in, you know, in many, many ways uh, for the rest of my life. Right. And then I also realized, you know, I coached a little, a little bit, a high school level, a couple different stints. And even now, the relationships that a coach has with people are just different. There's something about, you know, that intensity of the experience of all the work that goes into it and going through really intense circumstances together. It just binds you together. And I still, I mean, it's been a few years since I've coached at that level, and I still have people that contact me regularly 
Mm. And uh, I always know it's soccer because they're for it's coach instead of pastor. You know, right. hey, coach, and that sounds a little funny to me now. Um, but they still stay in touch because of that bonds that develop there. Right. And, you know, for a lot of people, you know, you know that saying, it says, uh, you know, sports is how people go to war now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very true where it's a very intense period where everybody comes together, you know, and then there's a leader of that group. And we're all working together towards a common goal. And I think there is a certain kind of uh, like bonding in that experience and the yeah. brotherhood in that experience. And I think it's, uh, you know, whether you win or lose, you go through it together. If you win, you know, you learn how to win, you know, together as a group. Uh, also, in order to win, you have to be cohesive, right? And so just learning how we can go through the conflicts and, you know, there's always ups and downs in the season, but just going through that as a team. Yeah, there's really not many life experiences like it. And so that kind of is what draws me in. But um yeah, it, it is a lot of work and it is, it is a lot of effort, but I would say it's very rewarding in the end. That's awesome. I love that. I'm thankful that you're uh, willing and, and serving in that area. Let's back up mm-hmm. to, you know, you said five years old, really a teacher. Um, what was it about that that, did, you know, that impacted your heart where you felt like I need to talk to my mom and I really want to give my life to Jesus? Mm. So I think it was... Obviously, I think there there is just a sense of no one can really explain what happens when someone is going through salvation because I really do feel like, I really do believe that it's God who decides. Yeah. And I don't know what exactly brought me to, you know, just the, the fact that I was able to understand at that age. Yeah. I think uh, part of my experience is also the fact that I w- had supportive parents and I had parents who were uh, who were godly people. And so me growing up in the church and seeing, you know, that they cared about people and, you know, showing me what love is, uh, I am very thankful for that. And so when they brought me to Harvest and so that I was, a, I became a student there, I think it was Harvest and their teachers, I think, play a really important role in kids' lives because, you know, in the in the case where if Harvest said that they were a Christian school and yet the teachers didn't reflect that, then I don't think they would have as much of an impact in the kids. But for me, at least, because it was a Christian school and I go there and I learn about Jesus and I, and I learn about God, and then the teachers actually live out that the at God's love, uh, I think that really... Um, shows the kids, oh, maybe there is something here. Maybe there is truth here. And so that's when I, I think that really helped me, especially with Miss Groggins and just mm. how loving she was and how care, uh, you know, caring she was to us as kids. Um, I think all of that kind of brought me to a point where I was ready to accept the gospel. But again, I think the Holy Spirit just that day went you know the salvation uh the good gospel the the good news is spelled out i think um and it's so simple especially with you know kids being able to understand it because you know like god said you know salvation is very simple it's not something that's very complex and you know it makes the wise foolish and the foolish wise and um i think there is truth to that as well I really love what you said, and and actually in two in two specific things, I think this is one of the summaries of the gospel and of salvation. You said you understood it, right? Mm-hmm. So even as a young person, you could understand the basic ideas. This is who Jesus was. This is what he came to do. 
Um, this is why it matters. All right. But that's a mental understanding, but you have to understand that, right? You can't just, just believe generically. There has to be the belief of the truth. So that understanding, but then in addition to that, it can't just be that understanding. There's something that took place that only the Holy Spirit can do, which is this conviction in your heart that says, man, this is true. And I believe it, and I need to do something about this. I need to give my right, and my, I want it. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, I so want it in my life. Those two pieces: the understanding, mental, but then this thing that has to happen in the heart that only the Holy Spirit does. And it doesn't matter the age; that's always the same formula. Right. <laughs> Whether you're five years old or ten years old or twenty-five or fifty-five, the same two basic things, you know, take place. So that's a pretty cool explanation for that. Right. So you became a Christian at that time. Was spiritual growth automatic from that point? I mean, just from then on, you were like a good Christian. You know, this is hard to explain because I I think growing up as a, a, a kid in a Christian home, you know, there's a lot of things where you, and I think when growing up, I was trying to be, I, I was trying to be a lot more, um, you know, I, I was trying to please my parents and I was yeah. trying to do the right thing. And so there's that, but... How much of it was just oh I'm a, it's a matter of me uh, obeying my parents versus me wanting to actually live for God yeah. and I think as a Christ, someone growing up in the Christian household it could get a little bit uh, confusing or maybe it's just you know or, or maybe that's just the way God wanted it to be mm-hmm. and so um, you know I would say though that there were definitely peaks and valleys yeah <laughs> like all Christian journey uh, I would say that there was there had to have been a point in time where I had to decide, you know, is this going to be my parents' faith or is this going to be my faith? Hmm. And so that that came to me after I graduated college. I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit. It's all but, right. It's good. Um, you know, I would say that when I, uh, when I went into the world on my own and I graduated, I started my own career, I think that's when you sort of go through those trials uh, alone. And, uh, you know, you have parents who have supported you all through college and college is sort of like a microcosm of you know just a bunch of young people living together and life is easy and it's fun and you're just playing sports all day but (laughs) once you go out into the real world and you're you get stuck in the building for eight hours a day and you're like what am i doing here right Right. i think that's when you sort of realize okay you know what what do i want with my life and I think that's when I started, my, my gear started turning and I really started thinking about like, okay, what does Christianity actually mean for me? And why am I going to church on Sundays when no one is telling me to go? Mm. Um, I know it's out of habit, but you know, why is it a habit? And why was I taught you know, this is the uh, right thing to do? And so that's when I really dug deep into my faith and said, okay, you know, I, I love God, for mm. example, um, and is the Bible correct? And this, does the Bible want me to go to church on Sundays and fellowship with you know fellow believers? Um, and so you know, once you sort of ask yourself all these questions of like, why do I do these things? And you're just really honest about it. I would you know dare say that more often than not, you'll find that the Bible and what it says is completely true, and it's what's really helpful for you, you know, in life because you know there's a reason why. Um, God put th- those things in place, uh, not for his, you know, obviously for us to glorify him, but also really for our benefit too. Man, thank you for sharing that, Earl. I mean, the transparency and openness about that journey for you, because I think that resonates with a lot of people. That's not unusual, the story that you just told, the, you know, some of the peaks and valleys of your spiritual walk. 
and then but through all that god proves himself faithful yeah yeah that's that's really great um so you you know you're connected with a lot of high school students because of the coaching part middle school students if you could go back and talk to your high school you know your junior year self earl reed junior in high school okay i'm there what would you say now, if you now, what would you say back I, to that? I would say don't worry. Oh. I would say don't worry. Um, I tend to be a natural warrior, and I think it's helped me for the most part in actually making sure that I get things done mm-hmm. and that I'm moving along in life. But I think there's a part of me where I worry too much, hmm. and I do think that you know maybe worrying at all, right? It's a lack of faith, and you know. It, if I were to tell my, the high school version of me all over again, hey, just don't worry. Whatever will ha- should happen will happen because God is in control and you've already placed your life in God's hands and there's really nothing that you need to um, worry about just because, you know, if you think you have everything that you, uh, all the tools that you have in, uh, that you have just to make your life successful, then more often than not, you'll likely fail or you'll likely go in a direction that you really shouldn't be going and so and and at the end of at, at the end of that life you know what is your life going to look like you know you you might get bitter there might be disappointments um whereas if i really just completely trust in god and you know just say you know what uh, day by day each step i'll let him um guide me where i should go next i think a lot of times if it, the things that i worried about really just either I shouldn't have worried in the first place or they just work out in any ways. <laughs> and if anything, it turns out better because you tend to have a better attitude about it. Yeah. And you tend to have a much more brighter outlook and a, uh, a po- more positive attitude. And usually that kind of positivity tends to uh, um, bring other people to want to help you in whatever your goals are and things like that. And so, um, and I do believe that's God's way of bringing people to your life to help you you know whether it's you know uh, whatever academic uh sports uh work related thing it is you know i think god does place people in your life it's if it's something that god wants in your life um ultimately so uh yeah just just to tell you know high school earl don't worry so much (laughs) love it i think it's good advice i think it's good advice so uh currently what kind of things has God, well, not even just currently, over these years, what kind of things has God used to help you grow? For first of all, our lunches, mm-hmm. they've definitely helped. And I think having that constant uh, communion and fellowship with people in the church has, has definitely helped. You know, I've had mentors come in my life and, um, you know, even members of our church, you know, they, uh, you know, Uncle Warren or yeah. Warren Han, he's a mentor of mine. And I, you know, we, we would grab lunch and we would just talk about spiritual matters. He was originally supposed to be like a spiritual and, and business mentor, but we end up talking a lot about, uh, you know, the spiritual matters, which, you know, I really appreciate because mm-hmm. I do think that, you know, I, I love that he, he prioritizes that and he's helped me to prioritize that and think about, you know, things that are above. And from there, that should really dictate how, uh, I should live out my business life too. And so, um, you know, I appreciate uh, that kind of mentorship that he's provided me. I've also um, just being connected with the church uh, in one shape or form. You know, I've been doing the translation for the Korean, uh, uh, for the Korean uh, uh, part, you know, doing translation there. And, uh, you know, it's been really good. And I've been able to meet people through the uh, Korean translation services. And, um, it, it, 
been able to connect with people like that. And uh, yeah, so I, I do think being connected with the church has definitely helped me a lot and just having that godly fellowship with others. Yeah, good stuff. Um, maybe one more question. I'm going to take an extra minute for this. Sure. So what are the personal challenges to walking with God at this uh, stage of your life? I would say I think everybody goes through this, but I think there is always that the two voices, right? The, the worldly nature and then the spiritual self, and then they're always battling. And so for me, I might want something uh, like a goal, some kind of mission in mind, but I always have to come back and say, okay, is this something that God wants as well? And just having that a mentality of, is this something, is this the worldly self that, I, that is speaking with me or is it really the spiritual self? And it could be something that's completely innocuous. Yeah. It could be something that's not sinful. Yeah. But is this where God wants me to go? And so I think it, bottom line, it's just something that I have to pray about a lot. And then sometimes I just get, you know, spiritual feedback from other people, um, like my friends who go to church here and my parents, of course. And so, um, I think that's helped me a lot, but it's a constant challenge for sure. Life is challenging, and it uh, you know how, you know we're kind of tracking back on your life. You know, from five years old through elementary. You know, there's challenges in middle school and high school and college, and then you're starting your career, and even now, I mean, there are there are personal challenges along the way, and I think. God uses, in fact, I know God uses even those things in his process of helping us to grow. And I've loved watching that in your life over the last few years. I know that God's got good plans for you, Earl. Thank you for being um, willing to talk about it here today, praying for God's blessing on your life. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to invite you again to services this week at Harvest Baptist Church. Don't miss our Harvest Baptist Bible College Christmas drama. It's called What Child Is This? It'll be featured at both services, 8.45 a.m., 10.45 a.m. this week. We hope to see you on Sunday. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.